Yo, 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 welcome back, man. Hey, welcome back to the Texas Talk. I know a lot of you who've been here previously was used to this being called Let's Talk Tech, but I decided to take this in a new direction. So um, we're going to start this off being season two of the Textual Talk, formerly known as Let's Talk Tech. And um, yeah, man, I'm just excited uh, to really get back. I took a hiatus for all you guys to know. I got a newborn. She makes six weeks actually today while I'm recording. And yeah, man, so let me go ahead and give myself a round of applause. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to catch you guys up on if you're only, you know, if you only listen to the podcast. You know, if you see me looking off, it's just because I am uh, <laughs> trying to look at the screen. I'm recording on a podcast software because I want to try something new today. But um, yeah, man, I'm just break down a little bit before I get into one of the things I want to talk about. Uh, about changing the title uh, of pretty much uh, everything when it comes to my brand. If you've been paying attention to me, I went textual on like everything. Uh, textual chatter has now became my YouTube channel name. The Textual Talk, which is also my blog, it's also this podcast. Um, shout out to my lawyer, Jessica Bull. Hey, if you need help with branding strategies, uh, legal help with your business, trademarking, LLC, contact her. I'll put her information in the description of this video. And um, speaking of also, before I go too far, guys, uh, I have an ebook that's going to drop very soon. It's going to be called The Textual Approach to Breaking into Cybersecurity. The mailing list to sign up to be notified when that book drops is coming out. Um, I mean, the mailing list, I'm sorry. <laughs> the mailing list for that book will be in the description. Please join book i'm telling you right now guys this will probably be i want if i can get it before christmas man it'd be probably be a great christmas gift to give to anybody who's trying to get into tech or if it's you uh it's for cybersecurity, but it'll also work for any facet of like any job so networking database um anything any niche area the same methods will work and this is going to probably be hundred dollars of value marked down for a price that's very affordable for everyone so you don't want to miss that. I put a lot of work into it, still tweaking it, fine tuning it. Um, so yeah, just want to let you guys know about that. But um, yeah, man, uh, it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty interesting last couple of weeks, guys. Uh, if you've been following me, I quit my old job and um, I am now a senior incident response manager for a uh, fintech company. I really don't like to announce it on YouTube. Just go to my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is at my uh, solo.to link. So I don't have anything to hide. I'm verifiable. No cap, you know, on anything that I say. So just want you guys to uh, check that out. I'm going to get into that a little bit. Just kind of give you guys some footnotes uh, about what's been going on. Um, followers, shout out to all of y'all, man. I'm at, what, 2,600 now, close to 2,700. I listen. I couldn't do anything without you guys. Shout out to everybody that's liking the videos, commenting and sharing them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are real MVP. So I really do appreciate you guys, man. So, but uh, one of the, one of the, the big things that uh, we saw today uh, was there was a, I believe Robinhood had a major data breach. And what we're going to do is I'm going to, if you're watching me on YouTube, you'll be able to see that I'm going to share the screen. We're going to go through the article. Uh, if you're listening, you know, you can read it or you can skip past this part. You know what I'm saying? But that should entice you to pretty much tune in on YouTube. So let's check this out for a second real quick. Let me share this. 
All right. Robinhood says millions of customer names and email addresses taken and data breach. Online stock trading platform Robinhood has confirmed it was hacked last week with more than 5 million customer email addresses. Sorry. And 2 million customer names taken as well as much smaller set of specific customer data. Interesting. Uh, guys, from what I know, the incident response dealing with uh, incidents that a uh, couple over. If this was last week, they're still doing an investigation. They don't want to put anybody in more of a frenzy than they already are right now. Um, set of more specific. Specific could be anything, but specific should be a concerning word because uh, if I'm not mistaken, either Robinhood has went public or it's about to go public. So that's concerning, especially as Robinhood. Uh, and I could be wrong. I'm not the biggest investor, but I want to say Robinhood probably changed the game. When it came to investing just for regular people on their phones, I believe everybody was like a couple of years back just using Robinhood. Say, hey, yeah, I got the stock on Robinhood. They, you know, signing you up for you to, you know, signing up so you could invest. So let's keep on reading. The company said in a blog post that a malicious hacker had socially engineered a customer service representative over the phone November 3rd to get access to customer support systems. That allowed the hacker to obtain customer names and email addresses, but also the additional full names, dates of birth, and zip codes of 310 customers. So I want to come back to this. Let's see. December is next month. We'll say around. We'll say around probably March. We'll probably say around March to come back and look at this. Sorry, man. My freaking MacBook is doing stupid stuff. But around March or April, that's when they probably have a full detailed incident um, report of what happened. I mean, granted, we may not be safe, but we'll have more info on it because that's pretty interesting to me to saying, first of all, a malicious hacker socially engineered a customer service representative over the phone. Really? Uh, that that doesn't make sense to me. Um, it doesn't. I mean, normally what you probably would be calling about if you're calling into Robinhood's customer services, oh, hey, I can't access my account or or whatever, like, it don't make sense to me. And I feel like they're trying to make customer service be the fall guy, but there's no way possible that they were able to access it like that. like that. And if they did, that's a bigger indictment on Robinhood, but I'm going to tell you why it's a good thing once we get to the end of the article. Robinhood said that 10 customers had more extensive account details revealed. Robinhood did not say what information specifically Though no social security numbers, bank account numbers, or debit card numbers were exposed and caused no immediate financial loss of customers. Okay, so I guess that's a still aligning that no important things, you know, were lost. I mean, from the customers, but with those email addresses, those guys now can pose as Robin Hood and say, "Hey, uh, you know, you guys were affected in the, um, the breach. Please click this link to do." credit monitoring, whatever, but it could be a malicious link where it's fake credit monitoring and they really get their social um, security numbers, bank account numbers and debit card numbers. So this still is pretty huge because the totality of 5 million people, that's a lot of people. That's more than the state of Louisiana has in population. So yeah, just think about that. So, but it's precisely the kind of information that malicious hackers can use to facilitate further attacks against victims. Like targeted phishing emails, since names and dates of birth can often be used to verify a person's identity. You see that I just said that? 
I just said that's exactly what can happen. And you look, no cap. You see, I ain't scroll down yet before I said it. So the company said once it secured the systems, the hacker then demanded an extortion payment. Robinhood instead notified law enforcement and security forum Mandiant to investigate the breach. Okay, so we need to look into Mandiant. It's a similar breach to how Twitter was hacked in July 2020. A then teenage hacker used social engineering techniques to trick some of Twitter employees into thinking the hacker was an employee, allowing the hacker to access an, to an internal Twitter admin tool, which he used to hijack high-profile accounts and spread a cryptocurrency scam. The attack netted the hacker just over 100000 in cryptocurrency, and its aftermath, Twitter rolled out security keys to its staff to toughen its defenses against attacks that prevent these kinds of attacks from working in the future. I mean... Come on, fam. So I would say that's more of a, since they told us what happened with Twitter, that's more of a sophisticated attack. If he was a teenager, I mean, he must have been watching Mr. Robot, but he studied heavily on how their process works when you call in and who information he needed. So he probably went to somebody's Twitter or LinkedIn and started acting like somebody. And that's one of the scary things about having social media, guys, because somebody can pose as you. So it's very important that help desk customer service actually have their verification process be to where someone cannot do that. When I worked for help desk, you couldn't fake calling in to the TSA IT service desk because the way we verify is you, you know, you had to know, I want to say, I cannot remember, I think it had to be your airport code and something else, something that. Even if somebody was really just watching, they wouldn't know. And then even then, it still was a set of steps where they just want to get access like that. Like, because what we did was, you know, military, they use cat cards. So we called them PIV cards. And so, or easier term, smart cards. And using the smart cards, these guys technically were supposed to just use those login. And when they forgot them, they would need to get the policy on their computer relaxed. And what you would have to do is they would have to call. We have to go on this thing's called iShare pretty much a SharePoint site, see who their manager is. And that manager, we would either, I forgot. Yeah, we would call the manager to verify if it, you know, it's them at work or vice versa. Or sometimes they can get somebody else that was work that could call in and verify, hey, yeah, this is so-and-so, who they say they are. And we would do it like that. But it definitely was layered. So let's keep on scrolling down. Whatever lacking security controls that allow the hacker to trick Robinhood customer service representatives into granting them access to an internal system is likely focused for investigation. Okay. So that's that on that. Let's see something real quick. I want to see Mandiant Robinhood. Let's see something. Mandiant Robinhood. I'm just going to type this in. Uh, I'm just going to hit news. If we don't find out, we'll, we'll go on. 15 hours ago, 14 miles, 17 hours ago, uh, 13. I'm going to try one more site. Like, granted, all these people were probably just, you know, rushing down. Like, even me doing content on this. Shout out to everybody, man. I'm, up, I'm working late, bro. We, we're going to get into some stuff, so hang tight. Let's see what we got right here. So, this is a little bit different. I don't want to hawk on this too long. I'm going to scan through it. So, and, you know, they kind of embellished right here. So one report said TechCrunch said 5 million. This one says 7 million. What's the real number? I would say it's safe to always say it's always more. And I'm willing to bet that everybody that was affected, they're telling, hey, 
come and roll in credit monitoring. But let's move along. Let's see. Cybersecurity experts say such nonchalance is dangerous. Certainly, customers have grown accustomed to hacks. They've also given the likes of Google, Facebook, and Robinhood some of their most private data, ranging from their social security numbers to their bank account details. So in this one, it says it believes no social security. It doesn't say no social security um, account numbers and all that stuff has details been released. So we shall see. Um but even less private information can prove risky for customers if it falls from the right place into the wrong hands. Uh, let's see. So, look, let's see what they say. I want to see, and we'll, we'll talk about it. Let's say you receive an email that says your Chase card has a problem. You need to log in and fix it, explains Mark McCree, co-chair of the Privacy and Data, data Security Practice at the law firm Fox Rothschild. If you don't have a Chase card, you ignore it. But now that a hacker knows 7 million people who actually are Robinhood customers, see, look, I'm validated. They can impersonate uh, Robinhood and get used to log into their Robinhood accounts. They know those people are going to be susceptible because they're Robinhood customers. Overall, the cutter hack is dramatically less severe than if it involved millions of passwords, bank account information, yada, yada, yada. Companies should have a strong security practice for someone to get that kind of access, you know. All right, so check the shares of Robinhood fell 3% to $36. So they are already public. And okay, so Manit, Chief Techno says, Prime expects the intruder to continue. All right, um, I'm not going to bore you guys with all this. Let's, let's go. So, you know, you guys saw it first. Uh, firsthand about that hack and so all i can tell you guys is to honestly pay attention and be very vigilant um most of you that work at companies whether it's big or small medium size either quarterly or every six months they roll out security awareness training take that training seriously i know you just think it's bs but that's the number one way to fight against stuff like this especially two to seven million users. If you are running people to use Robinhood, listen to me now, pay attention to everything you get. Uh, double check it. If you don't think it's legit, you can actually call Robinhood and ask them about the email. If they send something about your bank stuff, call your bank. Never give uh, your account numbers, your password, um, whatever your code is through an email or anything like that. Say, you know, hey, we just sent you a code. They're, you know, they're not going to ask you for that. That'll be stuff that'll be in the app when it says put in the code. So no one's going to call and ask you for that. So just be mindful of that. Make sure you have multi-factor authentication on your accounts. Make sure your passwords to Robinhood and everything else is not the same as your email password because then they can start getting into everything and you really are exposed. You know, you, you pretty much what we like to say is you caught with your pants down, <laughs> but so, man, that that I kind of want to touch on that. I'm, I'm trying to take this in a new way, man. I really want to give information on like uh, current things or that are happening in the tech space security wise. And then we go into I was going to talk about some stuff on uh, Twitter. Twitter, if you don't know, has a hashtag Black Tech Twitter. And uh, what I'm going to do is start uh, talking about maybe uh, some of the. The things people on there that they be hating about. I'm actually going to type real quick and see if I can find anything really quick. One last time. 
I doubt I can, though, man. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm just over here looking at you like, man, what is this dude doing? But I'm going to start uh, from now on. It's something spicy. I'm going to write it down and talk about it on here because it's hard to do it. Like, I'll, I'll fire back on people. But for the most part, it's a lot of BS on black tech Twitter. You know what I'm saying? You got people that want to help and people that want to just hate and all the time. And, and it's just ridiculous, though. But moving along, let's talk about me um, a little bit. As you guys know, if you've seen my videos, uh, I was interviewing. Let me let's let's just get into it, man. This is my time to really talk to you guys. Uh, it's podcast form, not video. You're here to listen. So honestly. It didn't take me long to really find this role. So one of the key things, guys, about interviewing is it's best to interview when you have a job because you have leverage. And you're sought out to even more than, you know, not having a job sometimes. And unless you just chose to walk away, it's, it's a little different. Have experience. Uh, you know, I might talk about a little bit about that interview process. But uh, honestly, it might have been... I'm going to go on my LinkedIn real quick. Uh, and I'm going to see exactly when he reached out to me so I can give you a timeline uh, real quick. So hang tight with me. I might edit this out. I might not. Uh, who knows? I'm going to tell you that because in my Slack, uh, any, if any of my clients in my Slack channel could tell you, okay, boom. I'm going to tell you when he reached out to me. All right, man. He reached out to me and I, I want to show my screen, but I don't want to show all these people names. I have to do some crap to blur them out, man. So I might try to. Uh, I might try to just freaking. I don't know. But look, I'm going to tell you this. It says June 21st, hit me up at 835 at night. Tier one investment bank opportunity. Um, matter of fact, what I'm gonna do is right now, uh, shift control four. I will do this, and if you watch this, I, I'm really I might I might block out um, what the salary is on there too. Maybe I don't know. It's not that I want to cap, but I don't like people in my business. But yeah, he reached out to me at eight thirty five, June twenty first. Okay. Uh, about this role. So now it's November. So that was six months ago. So about five months. So it's like a five month process. This is a, a big company. Like I said, if you check on my LinkedIn, you can see who I work for now. But uh, this was a position that pretty much is new to me, uh, even though I, now it's very different than my sock roles. Um, I, what's I say? And the day, not really. What's funny is that while I'm reading the initial message he sent me, this is none of the stuff that I have to do in the role. But the salary did catch my attention. And um, at this present point right here, I actually was doing some finessing. I was working. I was, I was doing a couple of things. Let me just keep it like that. Can't expose too much. Maybe I'll get a – y'all let me know. If y'all watching this right now to this point right here, should I get a Patreon? Because I've been wanting to talk about other stuff, but I don't want to have it on YouTube. Uh, because it's too accessible, anybody can search it. But I've been thinking about if I, you know, if you want me to, I could do a Patreon. It won't be expensive, but I could just drop stuff right there. Or 
I may drop it in my Slack. It, it just depends, man. I have to, it's hard because when you put something out there, it's hard to get it back. But, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna give you a timetable. June 21st, he, he reached out to me. Uh, we, we talked the next day. He told me who it was actually for. Like I said, a big company. You've heard this company before. Uh, I say they're head, headquartered in New York. I'll just say that. So that was June, June 20, the week of June 21st. And let's say, tell you when they want to eat. Uh, so June 24th is when uh, I gave him a, what's called it? But then after that is when me and him just really only started talking via email or text. So within that time, I want to say I interviewed in July. I had a first interview with my, my, I think the manager I report to. Went smooth. Right after that, they hit me up and um, said, hey, we wanted to interview again. And so the next interview was a four-hour interview with uh, multiple people throughout the day. Um, I was kind of nervous, but I had been through this before. I'll tell you this right now. I, I, I interviewed with Erston Young last year, so I was familiar with this. And Ernst Young, this was right before the pandemic happened. So this was in person. So uh, I'm not too bad. I, I've always been myself, guys. Uh, like I tell my clients, even if it's a role you had not did before, be confident. Be confident in your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Know when to pull them somewhere else and allude to what you did somewhere else and kind of build up upon that. Ask questions. Ask a lot of detailed questions. Uh, you really don't realize how important asking questions. I ask good questions, guys. I'm gonna put you on game. What did I ask them? I ask people like, "Hey, you know, what my day to day activities look like?" I ask, you know, what, uh, how was success measured, and you know, what are what it look like in my first ninety days? I ask about how they view training, uh, culture, how to make my manager's job easier. You name it. I, I ask all those things, and you know. I felt it went good, and I would want to say a week or two or something after that. Uh, maybe I think it might, might, yeah, I might say a week or two. I don't know. I, I, if I want to go in my email, I really could tell you, but it's been a while. But like I said, it's all happening in July. They hit me back and was like, "Hey, want to give you some feedback?" Oh, I know what I knew when I knew that they were going to offer me. This is actually before they offered me, but they they sent something out to me and they want to know what I currently made at my current position whatever but i had never had that happen before so that was that was showing me hmm what does that mean and this is the first time i'm going through all this before and what happens is that my recruiter hits me up and says, hey yeah man i just want to let you know they really like you and nine times out of ten they're sending an offer uh they like you over about 30 applicants so that blew my mind because this is, like I said, this is something I never did before. Uh, this also, I've told people this plenty of times when you have the experience, uh, the recruiters come looking for you. It's not the other way around, like how people try to portray it to be like, oh, I'm looking for a role. No, when you have experience, when you have a brand, when people can vouch for you, when they can hear your voice and know how you look, they come looking for you, man. So you don't have to worry too much about all that the BS of like once you're like in five year experience, like you're you're good. And like I said, this is senior level. I'm really 
I could have pushed for VP, but uh, we'll keep at it. So uh, they offered me. Uh, I negotiated my offer, and I got. Uh, I think I got twenty thousand more that uh, that they was initially offering. I probably could have got more. I'm not gonna lie, but like the one Lightfoot says, I'm not always everything. It's okay. Don't get me wrong. It's about the money. I'm not always chasing money. It's more so about the experience because I know the money's gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I'm a guy that came from my first job making $40,000. make way more than that now. So I never was tripping off that. If, if you're only doing stuff for the money, I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's about the experience you can get. You can always get the money. If you could become a subject matter expert, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? What you got. So. It's pretty cool. So to, to fill you guys in, uh, my background check for this company, like I said, it's a financial company. It took like six weeks, super long. I'm like, bro, it felt like I was getting my security clearance again, which, you know, they also told me, hey, you know, since you got a clearance, we can redo that for you. So it's just it's pretty cool, man. I will keep on. We'll probably have keep on having episodes when I'm telling you about uh, this position, like I said. Uh, Monday was my first day, just, you know, normal orientation stuff, trying to get used to everything uh, right now. Remote. I know eventually I have to go into the office and I know some people are like, what? I'm only working remote. But truth be told, man, I want to be around some people sometime. I used to love like, you know, not love going to the office, but you miss going to the office. The human interaction is a little different. It really is. So um, that was cool. Um, it was crazy because I put my two weeks in for my old company when I was on paternity leave. And it's kind of bittersweet, man, to, to be honest. And I'm going to segue into something. It's like, you know, how do you know when it's time to leave a company? Because I'm not a job hopper. Um, Optif, which is my last company, um, treated me right. I mean, it treated me pretty good. Uh, always gave me a raise every year. Gave me different opportunities. Always spoke big of me. Put me, you know, in connection with different people. Let me speak on panels. Uh, let me travel places on their dime. So they were always good to me. So I really wasn't just looking to leave because one of the best work environments I, you know, worked in. And you know, shout out to my my old manager Ashley. You know, she was a big part of that. You know, I wrote her a great recommendation um, for LinkedIn. And she's got a promotion. And so I know that if I ever have to go back, I can because I, my work spoke for itself. But one of the reasons I, uh, some of the reasons I left is because I felt like uh, I need to do something different. I don't, I love, so- I, like, I like being in socks. Like I said, one of my ultimate goals is to be a person that stands up socks. Uh, in my role, most of the time I dealt directly with the, our clients, it's their response team. So now that I'm on that other side, I get to see the different ends of it. So I get the, I got the strong skill set right here and build this up. That automatically makes me a viable candidate because see some people who go to director level have never did both. They've only did one side. And with that experience, I'm even a bigger candidate. And like I said, even more money can come just from that, just from the, the mindset of knowing that because, Everybody is scared about, oh, all this technology going to replace people. That's not really don't matter. You can put the technology in there, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to utilize it. But 
I left because I think I just got to a place where I hit a plateau. I felt like I needed to go, like I needed to make myself uncomfortable to make myself grow some more. I think that was the biggest thing. I could find plenty of other sock roles or something like that, but it really wouldn't make me grow like it would in my career. I actually had opportunity like for my manager's job, but I didn't want to manage that team. I seen enough of them. It, it was I mean, it would be cool for a resume, but that's not what I that's not what I want to do. Uh, quite frankly, uh, I just needed the experience of a new. I had been wanting to get into the financial sector anywhere else. Cybersecurity today, that experienced different threats, and different things to where you know now that I could be familiar with uh, certain compliance standards and frameworks and all this. There, like I said, it just makes me look you know more attractive candidate, and. Um, I think I got tired of like some of the people on my team, to be honest, uh, that the fact they were probably still there, you know, to be quite frankly. I mean, I felt like they should have went. Um, they right towards the end when I had already pretty much accepted my offer, um, they started letting us do a little bit more advanced stuff. By that time, it was too late. Um, and I had already accepted. I didn't really even tell my company I had the offer because I really didn't have intentions of staying because one of those things sometimes that happen in a company is like, okay, we have, we'll promote you, but it might take five, six months. Not saying that's going to be optimal, but that's what I was thinking about. I was like, I know they'll probably let me do something else, but how fast? So it, it was nothing major, uh, like my managers mean or about nothing, nothing like that. It's just more so career development. You know, I had somebody that I respected from the company actually, when I announced on LinkedIn, you know, where I, what I'm doing, when I'm working, you know, he messaged me and said, you know, hey, congrats, very impressive. And, you know, that meant a lot, man, because I, I walked in like the, to that job as like the little homie. That was my second sock position, but I worked super hard there. Anybody will tell you I work hard. I wish I had messages from my old phone of them saying, yeah, hey, man, you you really doing your thing, dude. You, I see you grinding. So seeing that and where I worked myself too, like I was the lead of my, of my level twos. And I, so I was the go-to guy uh, when my manager was like, Hey, you know, contact him. My principal analyst saying, Oh yeah. Hey, Ashley said I could talk. I should talk to you. Or the manager over there said, Hey, I should talk to you. Oh, you're the guy that, you know, knows this and that. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, so if I was to say, you know, when to leave is like, Different circumstances, most of the time it's like, hey, when you don't feel like you're valued, the work environment is messing with your mental health, you're not paid right. Um, also, yeah, I left for more money because I got an addition to my family now. So, of course, more money makes sense. You got to do what's best for you. The company going to do what's best for them. Do what's best for you, dog. <laughs> Joe Budden. <laughs> but uh, if, if they're not treating you right, uh, you don't see any way you can elevate. Also, oh, let me let me say this real quick. Um, funny enough, my director over us, he ended up putting his two weeks in while I was on paternity leave. I said, Hmm, that kind of gave me confidence. Like I'm making the right decision because he was my only black director, you know, and I'm not making this, it's not no side story, victim Olympics thing. But one of the things I asked in like our black employee network is like, Hey, do you ever think they're going to have somebody look like us sea level at the top? I never saw that. So that's one of the things too, guys. Be mindful. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might not care about that, but 
maybe I don't want to do that, but just the fact that I could do it is, is a big thing. So I pay attention to that. It's hard. You know, you'll see a lot of us at the, the upper echelon. So that, I think that was one of the reasons too. It's like, you know, Hey, yeah, I can get here, but I can't go past there. They're going to you know, plateau me. So also some of the kind of reasons why I did it. So if you're at this company now, man, hopefully listening to that gave you the courage like to, to do something different, shake yourself up, get comfortable. I was just telling the old client today, they would tell me about, they didn't want to possibly relocate somewhere because they're kind of nervous. And I said, yeah, I understand. But hey, we grow when we're uncomfortable. You know, it's sink or swim. You know, I'm, I'm going back. Like I could be on my soapbox all day, five years ago, 2016, moving out here, uh, driving on 635 in the morning, uh, getting on 75 to go to Little AM to my aunt's crib, you know, New beginnings, but nervous. Hey, what is it going to bring? Am I going to do good at this new role? Um, what people I'm going to meet? How? You know, you know. Um, if I'm chronicling where I was then to now, it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't leave there for that much money, but I made myself uncomfortable to grow. So it's like you, uh, I forgot what the word is. Uh, my uncle would say when he's preaching about like uh, when it comes to the word or something like that, and, and the ground is uh the ground pretty much needs to be messed up and breaking open so you can receive something new. It's pretty much what you got to do to yourself. Like if you want to grow, change your surroundings, change your job, change the location and, and see how you perform. Put your, I like to put my back against the wall and see what I'm going to do. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I like tech because it's afforded me the option to where I don't have to worry about keeping on doing the same thing over and over again. It's ever changing. They, New things come. I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying, blockchain might be introduced heavily. And all these, you know, financial things, they're trying to regulate it now. It's like crazy. So, um, I don't know why I'm saying um a lot, but <laughs> I think because it's just late at night. I, I like to record, but, you know, it's peaceful and quiet, man. One year old, one month old. <sighs> Y'all pray for me, man. <laughs> but, uh yeah, that that's pretty much what's what's been going on with me. Um, like I said, pay attention to the channel. I got a lot of stuff going on. Like, I want I'm gonna do a course. I'm I'm actually gonna figure out how to do a sock analyst course. That's my bread and butter. Uh, I also did this tweet. Let me see. I'm I'm gonna show y'all real quick, man. This this the end. I said I wasn't gonna show y'all all this stuff, but uh, let's see. I'm gonna pull it up once I pull it up. Oh, let me show you if you want to follow me on Twitter. Let's just. Let's share this real quick. Um, to, uh, I see I changed my name. IR manager, career advisor, content creator. But hey, you go on my Twitter, you see right here. This is how you can sign up right here in my link right there. Uh, click that. It'll take you to the thing. Um, actually, I'll show you all real quick. Let's go. Show you exactly what it'll take you to. <laughs> I made this tweet. And the funny thing is, like, guys, my tweets that go up, shout out to Mary. If you guys say, if you need to get in the type of boot camp that's affordable and you want to change your life in the next six months, get with Mary. She's going to be on the podcast soon. I mentioned her in my ebook with my tech best friend, but I was messing with her saying that she is a tech influencer. Look at that. Almost unanimous. Almost 500 people voted. 92.5% says she's a tech influencer. So, Mary, if you're watching this right now, you are a tech influencer. 
But man, it's crazy, man. My my Twitter goes crazy. Uh let me see. Okay, look, November 8th. So where I'm at, where I'm at. Sorry. And I might freaking cut some of this crap out, honestly. Just because I don't like to waste people's time. September 7th, November 8th. Bam, here it is. Okay. So look, my tweets um, tend to do this from time to time. So this is my first day starting, and I'm just telling everybody. I say, if you're an IT help desk or even call center, tap in with me. The same thing I'm doing now, you could do too. And when I tell you my DMs blew up, man, like, no lie. That's why I told people they was coming. And then I said, yeah, you know what? Just go to the website, fam. Because, you know, see, some of these people read this wrong because I didn't tell them that they had a – they could do a job. Like they they interpreted it wrong. Maybe it's bad way on my part. Y'all let me know. But I was telling them, if you did that, you can get to where I'm at. And maybe that's what I should have said. But I, that's what that's what I meant when I typed it. But that's a beautiful thing about Twitter. Uh, everybody could could can tap in. Um, it was crazy. Like I had so many people hit me up, and I was just I'm like, like I'm look. I came from help this. Yes, I got degrees, but I came from help desk. If anybody understands the struggle of help desk, I do. And that's why my people rock me. I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you real. I don't just say you got to do help desk because I did it. I would say I got benefits from it. So, yeah, man. Uh, let me stop sharing. But that tweet went up. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not going <laughs> to stay out here any much longer, man. Y'all, you know, so I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope y'all enjoyed the talk about Robin Hood. And hey, if you want video requests, podcast topics, or anything, you know, my email is in the description info at textualconsulting.com. Hit me up. It's also in my, my any of my links. I'll be sure to make a video on it. I, I got some big stuff planned. A lot of guests. Hey, we back at it. Appreciate everybody for rocking with me. Hey, I couldn't do it with y'all, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And remember, the buffoonery remains at an all-time high. It's your boy HD. Let's get textual. And I'm out.